1508811. Let's talk back, shall we? The world and, wow, it is a wild world of rugby officiating. Just this close to a Rugby World Cup, what do you want to have happen? Do you want the TMO heavily involved? Do you want the TMO not involved at all? Do you want the man in the middle with the whistle to be the one clearly in charge of the game, even if it means mistakes are missed? The game is heavily scrutinised. We know that. 0800 150 811. The game is professional. There are jobs. There's huge money at stake here. So where do we draw the line? 0800 150 Brian is in this part of the world in Christchurch. Morning, Brian. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. I'd just like to make this observation. You know, 70 years of watching the game, playing the game, I go back to 1960, you know, Mr. Bazoot and Hurt uh, overruled a certain try, well, a try by Frank McMullen said it was a tackle ball. No way in the world was it. And he said after the dinner party that uh, I have to live here. But those days are gone. We've got neutral referees at the World Cup. For God's sake, you can't have the bunker putting their heads in every time. Uh, another thing, if the referee does make a blatant error, the crowd lets him know. Go upstairs. <laughs> the bunker should not have anything to do with interfering and letting the referee know that three phases back there was a slight knock-on. All of this nonsense is just destroying the game as a spectacle. And it's all right saying there's big money involved. There's big money involved, all right, if the game dies on the vine because of the, this enormous amount of wastage, you know? 113 minutes or something for an 80-minute game. The bunkers should be kept, keep their head right out of it unless the referee feels he has to go upstairs. All right, Brian, it's a strong take, and I really appreciate it. Um, and, and just finally, you you are willing to accept that there will be errors here and there if it means that the game has pace to play and we don't lose people because it is, as you say, dying on the vine. It's part and parcel of every sport. You you have the calls that go the wrong way, go against you. It sort of adds to the to the you know the crowd enjoyment or hatred, <laughs> one way or the other. <laughs> Yeah, it's part of the theatre of it. I understand that, Brian, but it doesn't feel very good when you're on the wrong side of it, does it? But you're right, it is part of sport. We'll get to Mikey again in Christchurch in just a second, but firstly, Scott and Taranaki is always very well considered. And Scott, I guess, in a way, this kind of goes back to the conversation around rugby and have we fallen out of love with it? Well, it's a hard game to follow at times, but in the short term, what would you like to see happen? Well, Louis, the, the best form of rugby no one's watching. It's called the NPC. That's mm. blowing. There's lack of, you know, there's no one getting involved and, you know, taking five minutes to see if, you know, the ball's been planted properly over the try line. It's just, you know, the ref makes the call and, and you get on with the game and, and you live with the fact that you're going to have mistakes. We're human and it's part of part of water cooler chat too, you know, the the hand of God from um, Maradona, you know, these sorts of things, you know, we've always had them in sport and it, and it kind of adds to the theatre and the um, and the drama of it all, you know, but you just live with it. Now, Now, my, 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 my thought around the NPC and, and the fact that that is, that is good rugby to watch and we all enjoy it, you know, it's, it's just a shame that the marketing um, power behind it isn't quite there because super rugby for me isn't the thing you want to watch. You want to watch NPC. Now, 
also with world rugby getting involved and in, in causing these dramas around the games, and we only really see it effectively, you hear the, the guy on the, the TMO speaking to the ref all the time while plays going, and he wants to go back seven rucks because someone, you know, was out of place on the side of a ruck and he wants to ping a penalty. Um, that's going to cause the game to have more problems. And, you know, and, and especially in a market today where you've got, especially on this side of the wheel, you've got the NRL, you've got football on fire, basketball is, as we know, the fastest growing sport in New Zealand and volleyball. The sports are all crying out for viewership and people playing the sport. This isn't going to help get little Timmy and, and, um, and uh, little um, Kayla wanting to play rugby when they've got to sit there and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait for things to get flowing because someone wants to go back and check something or it's three and a half minutes to four minutes for a scrum because a prop's taken a knee, you know, which, he, which he's not hurt. He's just giving his team a moment to get there, you know, to get the wind back because the All Blacks are trying to play at pace. These are all snowballing into a big problem for rugby across the world and especially for New Zealand where we're a small market and everyone, in my opinion, other sports, are doing a great job of starting to peel eyes off rugby and put them onto other things. Now, I come from those other sports now and I love rugby as well. So I just think that rugby really needs to have a good hard look at itself because I think back to basics might be the way to go. Scott, you've made a hell of a lot of sense, as you tend to do. And, you know, one of the, the early points you make has kind of resonated with me. The Canterbury-Wellington game on Sunday afternoon, Wellington scored a try, which I don't know how it was awarded, but it went upstairs anyway and it was awarded. So even with technology, we get it wrong. Uh, Peter Umunga Jensen, I want to see him clearly release the ball to score the, when they scored the winner as well. I mean, I'm a little bit of a salty Canterbury fan here, but the point being, mistakes happen. There is always going to be marginal calls. How about the style of rugby, though? And I agree, NPC is a fantastic watch at the moment. It is back to basics. It's simple. It's fast. It's got pace to it it is and maybe there's a world in which we take a look at this rugby law book and we tore it up and started again and only built back the bare necessities of the game i don't know maybe that's just a radical idea mikey's in christchurch he probably saw those tries or the maybe not tries that i'm talking about on sunday mikey did you isn't, isn't a salty canterbury fan what, what we're really all about at the end of the day <laughs> well, a portion of us, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just on the um, just on the TMO, I just wish there'd be some clarity around. It. My understanding was, and I'm, I'm, obviously I'm wrong, was that when the TMO was brought in, that the ref was the final arbiter, and if he wasn't quite sure if he saw something or not, he would call upon the TMO, not the other way around. And my other point is, is that the guys running down the sideline, are they, are, they, are they just there to look pretty waving a flag? I mean, there should be three sets of eyes on the game, the ref in the middle and the two guys down the sideline um, having a look for, you know, offside, which doesn't seem to happen anymore, and things like that. But they never seem to get involved at all. It's now the TMO seemingly, especially that game on the weekend, um, almost running the, the game from a few set plays... Um, in the past. Well, it's a good point you make, Mikey. And hey, here's a text from Steve. Hey, Louis, was it just the fact that the ref and touchies couldn't keep up with the game? If they were onto it, they wouldn't have been going upstairs all the time. So it's there's Steve's kind of on a similar line. And just when you think it was confusing enough, Mikey, they've actually so they've got the TMO, but they've also got the foul play review bunker, and it's different from the TMO. Additional TMO 
that is dedicated to reviewing and deciding when an incident is referred to them. World Rugby referred to these officials as the foul play review officer. Unlike a regular TMO, the FPRO can only comment and deal with incidents that are referred to them. They cannot highlight another act of foul play or, for instance, a knock-on offside, etc. So this is working alongside the TMO. And to your original point, no, it seems like the TMO now... I guess they do have ultimate jurisdiction over the on-field referee and maybe that's a technicality that we would have to check with someone like Ben O'Keefe. At the end of the day, could a referee in the middle of the field refute the findings of a TMO? Well, that would be drama. I'd pay to watch that. It'd almost be like WWE. Andrew, if Andrew can hold on, we'll get back to you just after this, Andrew and Dunedin. Uh, We just need to shoot off and we'll come back. There's a bucket load of good text here. This is a great topic, guys. We're, um, We're all over it. We'll be back soon. 12 to 10, and I've always said the further south you go, the more common sense you get. So this should be perfect. Andrew's in Dunedin. Morning, Andrew. How are you? God, if my mates heard that, they'd be laughing their tits off. Not known for your one foot in, your, in front of the other attitude, eh, Andrew? But, but yeah, common sense yeah, lacking. that was very good, mate. Yeah, that was very good. Um, just like to say, you know, like, Today, on, on, in the weekend, I sat down and watched the rugby, and I said to my son, oh, do you want to watch it with me? He goes, nah, I'm not interested. You know, and I said, my other son goes to one of the top schools, well, not top schools, one of the big schools here, and we're talking about the rugby and, the, and that, and he goes, well, basketball's twice the size as what rugby is. And back in my day, when I went to that school, it was the other way around. And I think I think they've, they've done what Sky has done, is that they've dropped the ball, they've, they've thought, well, no, rugby's going to be around for the next 20, 30 years, we'll just keep floating and not trying to build on what we've got and and they've just sat on their hands and did nothing and then suddenly people mountain biking or you know well, there's so many other options out there now instead of getting bashed up on the on the on the rugby field you know so yeah i just think i'd actually i, I can see it in a decline i i'd be i reckon it'd be very hard for new zealand rugby to pull it back because there's so many other options out there you know so yeah, mm-hmm. just, just that's just my thought on the on it. Yeah, there's so many other options. New Zealand, there's always going to be rugby players, but all these big players now are going to go on the basketball. You know, all these big tools, all our locks probably playing basketball. You know, there's going to be the odd one, but not the not the abundance as what we had in our, you know five or six years ago. That's a very salient point you make, Andrew. A very good point, mate. And you, you're on the coal face because you've got kids that are living it, mate. Here's the thing: oh, if you I can imagine what football will look like, soccer football will look like in 30 years. I can imagine what basketball will look like in 20 years. I've got no idea what rugby union would look like in 10 years, let alone 20, let alone 30, because the game has to change, and I don't know if the administrators have the wherewithal to do it, because I just think that they've lost the room a little bit, like your boys, to be honest. Well, like I said, they no one was interested to watch it with me. You know, they wanted to go and do their own thing, and and you know, it's, I, they've dropped it, and I don't even think they'll be able to pull it back. There's so many other options out there. You know, there's mm. not to be on the on the rugby field nowadays and get bashed up. There's, you know, I'm not I'm not being soft. I'm talking about, you know, I had three shoulder reconstructions. You know, and the, the, I think back now, I probably wish I never went back when I was 21. You know, I wish I probably just continued doing what I was doing. You know, so you know. it's there's a lot more to think about than just playing rugby, you know. It's a livelihood and, and best for your future, you know. As long as you can still duck shoot with that shoulder, Andrew, that's fine. That's what counts, mate. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, good call there from Dunedin. Common sense, I told you. I knew it. 
Definitely prefer a faster flowing game. The TMO won't pick up everything anyway, as we've seen on Saturday. Rugby is not supposed to be played perfect. Brendan. Wow. I mean, that's pretty much it, I guess, Brendan, on double eight, double three. Rugby is not supposed to be played perfect. I mean, what kind of, what do we, what other sport do we say that about? You know, we talk about the perfect golf swing and, and you know, flushing it and, and, a, and a perfect outswinger that nicks the corner of the bat. And a, and a Steph Curry three-pointer coming off some pin-down screen and he's flaring and his legs are going sideways and it's beautiful. But yet rugby's not supposed to be played perfect. I guess that's it. That's the point. Get it through my head. It is a hard one as we all complain when the ref gets it wrong and we complain when they get it right but stop the game to get it correct. I think we, as fans, need to accept that refs make mistakes and some same as the players and let the game flow. But can we do it, Brian? Brian... You should have my job. That is the question. Are we capable? Don't know. TMO should only intervene on clear and obvious mistakes. A tiny knock-on or a guy slightly detached from a scrum is play on all day. Every day. And yes, that means a play in 07 for a forward pass. If a ref misses it, so be it. Damon. Well, that's the point. Really? Let's say Connor Murray knocks it on at the base of the scrum and then throws a pass to a runner, and Furlong goes over, he beats us in the quarterfinals. But he knocked it on. But they didn't get it the first time. But they saw it in the bu- we saw it on the big screen, but the referee said, nah, too much time at stake, play on. We come home, what do you think Double Eight Double Three says then? I don't know. We might all be hypocrites. Can we admit that?